Abby. And I'm Georgie. Coming to you with chats about all aspects of design, creativity and its influence on life. Can I get a whoop whoop? Whoop whoop. This This is Creative Clinks. And we're back for another episode of Creative Clinks. We've got, I think there's a few things to address, but look, this particular episode, we're going to be talking about finding your purpose. There's definitely some things that have popped up from the first podcast that we need to address. So we're going to start off with, Barbie, what is the story of Whoop Whoop? Ooh, yes. So the story of Can I Get a Whoop Whoop comes from my daughter, Ashley. So um, a little while ago, we were talking about, like, I guess, ways to kind of G ourselves up. And Can I Get a Whoop Whoop started with us, I guess, wanting her to get excited about things. So now it's kind of evolved into us doing it, which is quite funny. But I know, Georgie, when you were up here a couple of weeks ago, she heard us talking about it. And from the other end of the room, she could, when we said, can I get a whoop whoop, we heard her go whoop whoop. So it's become quite fun because even when we need to hype ourselves up or, you know, just, I guess, you know, if you're in a bad mood and you just need some a little bit of excitement, can I get a whoop whoop is now the way that we're supposed to get ourselves out of this mood. Oh, yeah. And it's completely appropriate. Like, honestly, even though she was blubbering in tears at points, we, we, I was just <laughs> yes. like, can I get a whoop whoop? And she'd be like, whoop whoop. That even makes my day. And I hope it just turns her day around. And I can't wait to see like her being mature. And, and that's just going to stick with her for the rest of her life. I just think that's the best hype tool ever and felt incredibly <laughs> appropriate to inject that into our podcast. Exactly. And I must say too, that even though no one can see us at the moment, uh, when we say, can I get a whoop whoop, our hands do go up in the air. Can I get a whoop whoop whoop? <laughs> now, the other thing that needs clarification, my mom, as soon as she listened to the podcast, she 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 messaged me. OMG, all caps, folk art. And I was like, okay, mum. She went, what do you mean? Alison? And I'm like, exactly. I was like, mum, what, what do you mean? What do you mean? Anyway, and then she sent me the literal definition. Folk art is rooted in traditions that come from community and culture, expressing cultural identity by conveying shared community values and aesthetics. Folk art encompasses a range of utilitarian and de- decorative media, including cloth, wood, paper, clay, metal, or more. And I stupidly got really hung up on this milk crate (laughs) gallon container of sorts. And she railed me over that. I was like, mum, I didn't imply that the art is only on milk cartons. I just implied this one story of I couldn't figure out the official name for this damn thing. And that's where your artwork was. (laughs) Anyway, so I'm glad we got those out of the way. Thanks for clarifying, (laughs) Alison. Thanks for railing me, mum. That definition sounds very, like, serious. Like, I feel like we should be talking about this as being a really serious form of art and culture and community. Yeah. As soon as you put in the word culture, I just kind of think, (laughs) are we allowed to be talking about this? Exactly. I know, right? Um, But yeah, no. So I'm glad we got that out of the way. And thanks, mum, for making sure I'm, I'm cultured. (laughs) in what you did and do and I hope you get back into it because you are good like I said but anyway but in regards to finding your purpose so I think this kind of came out of looking over COVID and having to be locked away and taken away from I guess your traditional purpose which is get up go to work go do the grind earn money pay your bills do again And I think with that, like I found during the COVID lockdown period, I was fortunate enough to have a job I could still go to. And that job was at a craft store. And it was pretty incredible to see where we had an influx of orders. So at that craft store, we'd sell yarn, knitting supplies, 
hand sewing, crochet, prame. There we go. Those are the keywords. I could imagine it. I just couldn't find the word. Like I said before, me and my words. Clearly too early for that. Yeah. So like I remember like one of our first days, I packaged and labeled 200 plus orders. Oh my God. It was incredible. And I think that excited me because I've always, you know, really pride myself on hashtag nanbod. I love to sew. I love to craft. I'm an old soul. It just excited me that other people were getting into that and finding that craft and and reviving it. Clearly goes to show that, you know, yes, we've got all this incredible technology available to us, but it's it's really nice to see that people pick up those traditional practices because so many people would be like, eh, that's such a dead craft. Eh, like, what are you doing? Mm, and yeah. what do you know? Everyone else is doing it too. Yeah, agree. I think during, obviously during COVID, when everyone was forced to work from home or, you know, you couldn't go to your traditional things, like it might've been like even a gym or a dance class or any of your normal community gatherings, everyone had to find an alternative way of finding mental stimulation. And I don't know about you, Georgie, but I have heard so many stories about how people have actually found their new purpose from staying home during this time. And I guess probably reevaluating what connection means to people and like finding connection through this new form of creativity. A hundred percent, or even like, you know, the outbreak of sourdough. Harvey Norman would have made a buttload on all of those bread makers. Bread makers. Oh my goodness. <laughs> like I thought that was pretty incredible. And then now I'm seeing the flood of Facebook marketplace selling bread maker. And I'm like, yeah, okay, you're over that fad now. You're over that fad. Or even like the the increase, like I know that I found that there was a lot of the startups of like the Pinot and Picasso, the painting and wines. Mm-hmm. Yep. Count me in. Yep, me too. And yeah, like I just found, oh, they started popping up and then even going digital. Like I had a friend in uni and one of those companies, they actually really promoted it for a digital session. So they would deliver all the canvases, the paints, like a little supply of the paint. And then they'd hold it in their like kind of food hall or something like that, or their like, I don't know, activity space. And they would have like the teacher doing it on through Zoom and whatnot. And I think that's pretty awesome that like so many people found a little love for that thinking, oh, well, I can't paint, I can't do this. But then when someone really simplifies it, like some of the work that comes out of that is actually really good and quite incredible that, you know, for a 45 minute hour, hour and a half, actually, look, I had that many ones. I had lost track of time. But, you know, out of that short space, of time, you could actually make something that you're quite proud of. Yes, agree. I see so many. I follow actually quite a few accounts on Instagram that are the paint and sips, and there's quite a few up here on the Sunshine Coast, which is really great to see. And all the photos that come up of like the group photo at the end when they're all holding their, you know, like it might be a painting of a cockatoo or a dolphin <laughs> or whatever it might be, but everyone looks so proud. Like honestly, it just warms my heart to see that they've done something that they've never ever tried before, and here's this result at the end of the two or three hours and you're even happier because you've had your glass of wine (laughs) but you've made this awesome cockatoo oh yeah for instance the other week I had my inspection for where I live and whole conversation you know you've got to clean this you've got to clean that but then it deviated to look what I did I went to paint Picasso and like oh no Picasso and she showed me what she did and her friends and like they looked like they had an absolute blast and what they did was actually really really cool it was like an abstract kind of background and then they had like a lot of solid line work of kind of nearly like a self-portrait but your face was a flower I'm really butchering this description but it was fabulous and I was like oh I really need to do that again because that was really fun in the session I did it was like a wave and look it was cool 
But I did have a few too many wines by the end and I got very overzealous in adding stars to the sky <laughs> and I think it really took away from the original work of it. It was it got to a good point and then I just Less is more. Yes. Less is more. Yes, I, yep. I did forget that key concept <laughs> of, of creating is less and more. And so I kind of put that in my back cupboard. So I think I need to revisit a session. I think we need to book in a session actually. Yes, definitely. And and then I need to probably hold back on my sippy cup. And, uh, yeah, no. And, um, yeah, yeah, I think that's probably. <laughs> so what do we think, it, like, how do you feel that people find their purpose? Do you think it's something that you just innately know that you have a purpose in life to do whatever it might be? Or is that it's just all of a sudden it's a, it's a feeling that comes to you after a certain amount of time, whether it's trying something new or just, just knowing deep down that your purpose is you know, to like, I feel, for example, my purpose is to connect with people and that can be on a few different levels, but the way I connect with people is through, I guess, through my design. And that's why I find design is such an important tool for connection in general. What do you think, Georgie? Have you found your purpose? Do you feel you found your purpose? Like be honest as well. (laughs) I think... Oh, that is an incredibly hard question, Barbie. Mm. I think I have found a part thereof. And I think there's okay. always going to be room for the new things that I want to master. But I think the core of it, my purpose is within the creating sphere. Like I think I touch base on how I really like to make with my hands that like one of my key things from our questions was that if no, if I had no barriers, I'd love to be a costume designer because I've always loved to sew. And I think that's definitely like my purpose is making with my hands and to an extent, I guess doing it digitally as well allows me to to create, like I'm kind of doing it with my hands with the assistance of a computer. Um, but I think at the core of it, like doing something physically brings me such joy that I think that is more my purpose, whether or not that's creating a terrarium. Yeah, she might die in a week, but I was proud of what I put together. <laughs> and speaking of which, I have a terrarium that's in the death process. So we'll revisit that one later. And I will give you an update on its living status. Yep, thank you. But I do think that within like design itself, I think that's definitely my purpose. But I do like one of my core branding aspects is that I'm like a mushroom is that I grow in all different crevices of the industry, whether or not that be digital logo design through to website design and management, or, you know, I'm then growing within a crevice of, of textiles design and, and creating in that aspect. I do really like being a little bit of a jack of all trades. And maybe that's because I have the attention span of a knit and I need to keep being occupied by many (laughs) different things. But I think that's, that's definitely it for me is that that's my calling. Even then, because like, I guess from my, even us just talking about what, what is creativity, I really have reconsidered that definition myself now of, well, okay, I could start cooking for a little bit. Like I really enjoyed making macaroons, just macaroons. I wouldn't bake anything else, but I would bake macaroons. And that kind of creative process, it takes a while. You've got to have almond meal and all these weird bits of ingredients. But it was so awesome to see those little little biscuits pop up and have that weird little texture around it. And then you put your ganache in there and (laughs) so good. Okay. So if we're talking like you're saying that your, your purpose is definitely to create in whatever means that is. So when we talk about purpose, are we talking about the meaning, like your deep down meaning behind why you feel that that's what you need to do either for yourself or for other people? Ah, yes. 
No, thank you for regrounding me. Just no, deep you, down. No, you've grounded me because, one, yeah, I started to tangent there. No, like I, I think that's, you've grounded me on that because I think my purpose within that industry is, is helping other people create their visions. And mm. they, I guess, maybe feel limited or feel like they don't have the ability to bring to life their visions. And I really do enjoy having the purpose of helping people bring that to life. Like I even had a friend, she messaged me, she said, Hey, could you make me this dress and screenshot and send to me? And I look at the structure of the dress. I can see that it's got gathers. I can see it's got, you know, a more puff sleeve. I can see that it's got a lot of layers where she kind of more or less sees the fabric and then sees yeah. the style. And then, mm-hmm. I, and then I said, oh, yeah, like I can make that for you. And the particular person who made the post of the product, she asked if she could make it full length for her. And she went, oh, no, I can't do that. And she said, surely like you, you can do that. And I thought to myself, Psh. Yeah, you can. I also, by the way, cliff note for me here is uh, I I think things are a lot easier and then I get into it. I'm like, ah, okay. (laughs) We're all like that. Yes. So I'm probably a little bit too ambitious in in that regard. And I want to bring to life what you want out of something. And then I started screenshotting different styles because I had to find like tutorials on basic ways that I could construct it because I can understand the construction, but just making sure I've got the right measurements for here and how much fabric to roughly get. I still need like, you know, a little bit of help with in in just looking things up. And so I screenshot some styles and sent them to her and she just went, I just can't get past how ugly that fabric is though. (laughs) So I, and, and that can be a bit hard that it's like, okay, can you look past it? Can you look past the fabric and see the style? She's like, "Mm, no, I can't. Yeah. So I do enjoy, I have the purpose that I try to to bring to life what people imagine or see something else somewhere else. And then I can try and find the means on how to make that for, or bring that to the table for them. So yeah, I, I think at the core of it, that that would be my purpose there. Whereas I think others like throughout COVID, they kind of see their purpose as, oh, you know, I've got to get up, I've got to go to work, I've got to pay the bills. Whereas then slowing down and finding that their purpose is, okay, I'm actually going to nourish myself a bit more and bring myself a bit more joy. Mm. So whether that be making sound, sourdough, making yeah. a bunch of loaves of sourdough yeah. and then getting a little bit of creativity going, well, I'm really bored of sourdough now. So like, you know, you put a bit of rosemary, you put a bit of olives in there and that's as much as I know that you can put in sourdough. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that people can find, refine their purpose or, you know, find something that can enlighten them to to mm. give them more purpose to and drive when it comes back to getting back to work. You get excited yeah. about coming home and doing something for yourself rather than feeling just yes. burnt out over yeah. it and and not feeling ignited anymore. Agree. I actually I have a bit of a story which Georgie, you will know kind of quite well when we talk about purpose. So it, for a while, I, I probably hadn't used that word purpose for a long, long time. And it wasn't until a recent project I was working on that I actually said the words, this is my purpose. And it was working on something that meant quite a lot to me and to a community that meant quite a lot to me. And to be able to work on this project, like literally every day and to feel really invested authentically because of knowing what it meant to people and myself. I think that was probably, even even though it didn't quite turn out the end result the way I would have liked, I do feel when I said to myself, this is my purpose, I genuinely meant this because I felt such a connection to it. And maybe people don't really understand that until you've encountered something like that to be able to say, wow, this is my purpose. And it's quite a... 
it's quite an awakening experience, to be honest, to to be able to say out loud, wow, this is my purpose. And I have that feeling in my gut that I just know this is so right. So yeah, that's something which is a whole other story, which we won't get into. But that feeling of purpose also involves, you know, vulnerability and involves a lot of, I guess, emotions that you you don't encounter on an everyday basis if you actually don't feel purpose. It's almost that kind of exciting nervous energy that you get working on something or being a part of something that you know you've definitely found your purpose. But I think even the moral of the story there is that your purpose isn't locked in for the rest of your life. You can find things that give you purpose for either five minutes, Mm. five days, five years. I'm using a rule of five here, but... (laughs) You know, I think that's as as a as much as a convoluted backstory that that truly has. I think mm. the fact is that at that time, at that point, that was your purpose. It got you up in the morning. It got you excited. It, it reinvigorated you. Big words, baby. Reinvigorated yeah. you for it's true though doing something within a the industry you studied and spent a buttload of money on to be there and be showing you and teaching you lessons of of what to do with your next purpose. So Mm. you might have another opportunity, puts that purpose back in your eyes and, you know, but even then that might be forever. It might just be for a time being, but I think it's important to, to recognize that, you know, if you feel lost from an experience or you feel like that purpose is no longer there, but I feel like it's in reflection. And once again, Georgie needs to follow her words here (laughs) and actually do what I say. Do as I say and know what I do. Spit it out, Georgie. (laughs) But more or less, it's that reflection that it served its purpose. Served its purpose. That experience served Mm. its purpose for that time to get you excited, to get you moving. And you learn lessons from that. Like I've had some experiences where I felt like I had a purpose or a breakthrough within what I do, which is giving digital design solutions or helping people bring to life that part of a business or even their own personal identities. And then that can feel like it fell to fell apart instantly or, you know, there was a bit more, how can I word this without really doing something bad here? <laughs> <laughs> no, just talk. No, but more or less like um, in regards to this particular experience, like it taught me about people. It taught me about how some people are just there to use you or some people are there and to genuinely be a part of your story and be there to, to help you grow or they can also be there to teach you lessons. Like I've definitely had experiences where I yep. thought there were opportunities and really I had to take them as teaching moments that, okay, I put way too much trust in a lot of people, which there's nothing wrong with trusting people, but it's also just taking a f- a step back and seeing what I guess that purpose of that experience was and you know, not beating yourself up, which once again, do as I say, not as I do, is is not beating yourself up over that experience and that you put it down to a learning, a learning curve and you go, okay, well, I, I, I now have a radar for that kind of behavior or I have a radar for that potentially happening again. And how do I navigate that again? So then it doesn't get me as downtrodden mm. or you know, you can use that to go into the, your next experience and and better navigate it to to a, a more positive outcome or a longer lasting relationship from that experience. And that's as vague as I'm going to no, keep No, it's not. And actually, uh, what you were just talking about with either teaching you, th- teaching you something from the experience of like, it, you know, that purpose might have just been for those three months or what, whatever it might have been for me. But then knowing that purpose 
and then either that door closed and then another one recently opened because like it's like I kind of now the universe has gone, you know what your purpose is, you've said it out loud, now we're going to help you use that. And, you know, as you know, we're both now working on another project, which is quite something else that's really quite important to me that I feel a great connection to because of A, the backstory of the person that we're doing it for um, and how incredible this woman is and also the reason behind why she's doing this. So I do actually feel now that, you know, like meeting this person and that door closing in my face a few weeks ago has now given me this different purpose that I'm also here to connect with this this new project and this new person and I know for a fact that it's going to have you know it's going to be beneficial for my life and also the community that I'll be helping design this for so 100% very wise words Georgie even though <laughs> I know you don't take your own advice a lot but and I needed to hear that too so there we go so no that's it's very very true your purpose can be for a week two weeks a year or whatever and then yeah 100%, move on 100% mm. and I can definitely empathize that well I had a that particular story it was to do with a purpose that all all within one week, all within yeah. one week, I was like up, plateau, down. And and then recovering from that, it's like the worst mm. part is, is you let it affect you so much. And I really, that defined me. I just defined myself as stupid, um, over-trusting or, or just putting all my eggs in one basket. And then ever since then, it's I'm quite cautious or, you know, I still have my energy. I don't let that take away from my energy, but I'm definitely a lot more observative or I'm not just going to go, oh my God, you're going to take me places. You're going to be the the core of my existence in this in my career and that's just not always the case it, it's a it's a spot I was going to say particle but that is so not the right word right now but it is just a a leaflet out of the story that is what is your career or what is that is your life and and it's really hard to move on like you know a one week stint of something that you thought was going to be great and then it got you down and then you feel like you lost your purpose can then affect you for for months after and it did take me a while to get over this particular instance but it's now definitely made me more resilient to to the next you know instance mm-hmm. if that ever came yes. back up again or something like that experience came back to to rear its head so to say but i think it's definitely yeah the, it's building resilience and and even as small as if you found that your purpose, your hobby purpose is that you're learning how to cross stitch and you are not very neat or punch needle. That's an actually an interesting skill that I saw on YouTube the other day. Um, but like, you know, doing that and you, and it was really cool to see how this particular creative on YouTube, she had picked up punch needling and she then did like a review of like herself going, look where I started. It was pretty messy. It was pretty, you know, how are you going? And then she then showed where like when she finally finished it, the, the, a portion of that artwork and she said, I am getting really good. My tension is perfect. My stitches are the right sizes. And that is where like, you know, you've got to build that resilience, not get yourself down just because you've tried something new or, you know, you're dabbling with a new purpose, so to speak. If it's not perfect, it's not the end of the world. And that's definitely a hard thing to convince yourself. It's so easy to tell someone else that, but really learning that yourself and reflecting on that is is definitely the hardest part. But it's always just being mindful of that, I think, is what can really help you get through and pass that point or pass that negative thought of your performance. Like being a perfectionist myself, I find it really hard to self-review or I'm always going to be my worst critic compared to anyone else. But it's 
then just being mindful, you know, you don't have to listen to the gospel. You don't of, of, of Georgie's words, words, but like just keeping mindful going, okay, this is the way I am. This is the way I'm thinking. It's not necessarily a healthy way to think or review my work here or what I'm doing, but it's, it's just being conscious. And the more you're conscious of it, the better you will get at being able to self-reflect and let things go. And I think that over a long while for me personally, anyway, it's definitely taken me a while to get to that point. Like I'm still definitely not perfect at that, (laughs) but I've definitely been able to move on from being in this negative pothole of of how I think about myself or how I think of how I do things Mm -hmm. and, and just being able to push past by just reminding myself subtly going, yep, no, like that's pretty crappy thought about myself, but that's fine. I'm thinking about it a little bit, but I'm going to move on from that and, and kind of bouncing back can definitely Mm. help. Yeah. You know what, actually, this just reminds me, we need to pencil down. I think we need to do a chat about imposter syndrome. Oh my goodness. I don't know if you've like done much on that before, but when I was still at uni, there was actually a session that we did on imposter syndrome. And I think especially with people who are just starting out in a creative field, or it probably even happens to people who, you know, have been doing this for 50 years, their whole life or whatever, imposter syndrome creeps in and question yourself and you compare yourself to others and their abilities to yours. So yeah, that's another one anyway that we can definitely talk about because that's like almost debilitating like literally debilitating I could talk about it every day yeah (laughs) I know I know I know so that'll be another one that'll be another podcast we can yeah definitely chat about that for sure 100% and even just also I think we should tie that in with some guests and even how Mm. they feel about that within their industries feel like our industries can be quite literal but what about breweries do they get not jealous but feel that sense of imposter syndrome when it comes to their flavor and mm-hmm. comparing themselves to maybe something like, for instance, Stone and Wood's been actually around quite a while now. It's quite a popular. People go to it because they know it's safe because they've already dabbled there, but then they might bring out their new flavor and people are a bit more hesitant and then that self-critic and judgment can start setting in. Correct. And like, I wonder how they feel or are they just impervious and go, yeah, nah. Oh, good, bruh. Yeah. I doubt that happens. I'd say everyone, <laughs> no matter who you are, what you do, you always have that in the back of your mind. And that probably does reflect on your decisions about what you do with your business and your own personal life too. So yeah. Anyway, other conversation. Um, actually, I just want to bring up a little quote that I found the other day, which is from Warren Buffett. A lot of you might know who this man is. He's a crazy businessman, but he always comes out with some insightful quotes. And it was, invest in yourself as much as you can because you're your own biggest asset. And I 100% agree with this because oh, you can look at an investment as in you know self-care, or you can look at an investment as going to get your degree or doing some kind of study or whatever it is. But I think if you're always conscious about growth, self-growth or whatever it might be, and trying to get a little bit uncomfortable, then maybe through something like that, you will find your purpose. Because if you never try something different or you never study something different or you never go to a different community group or you don't go out with your friends or whatever it might be because you're not comfortable, then you just never ever know if there's something else out there for you that you haven't tried. For instance, this morning, I got up at Sparrow Fart, which translates to 7am. And Georgie, that's half the day's over for me by 7. (laughs) (laughs) But no, got up at Sparrow Fart, 7am to go to a networking group, which is hype. So Hunter Young Professionals. In my little pea brain, I thought, oh, this is people, young people who started their own businesses. Oh man, I was so uncomfortable because I initially didn't know anyone who was going. And I'm like, great, now I've got to start a 
conversation with people. Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Oh, it's gross. Like I love people, but I also hate people. I just, where's the happy medium of love here? But anyway. I agree. Networking is super hard. I do the same up here, especially when you're starting a business. You just need to get yourself out there and get, this is probably actually, it's probably the most uncomfortable situation I can find myself in is networking. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's so hard, but you have to do it. And everyone says too, that if you're starting a new business, you need to get yourself out there. And it is true because like, I've actually met some people that now I do projects on at networking events and and God knows what kind of mindset I must have been in. Like, I must have put on lipstick, right? So I always feel that. If I put on lipstick, I'm like, I've got the confidence of the world, right? Oh, I must yeah. put on lipstick that day. And, you know, I met someone and now we're working on projects together. Things like that do happen, but networking, oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know who invented that, but like, it sucks. It was just really interesting, I guess, talking to a few different people that aren't even in my industry or listening to what their aspirations are, but it was really good to kind of hear someone else talking about different investments, whether or not it's physical on a like a house or going into shares or even looking at a degree to kind of investing in your future. They were talking about, well, what's important to you? Are you more focused on, on the now? So that's looking at fast pace investment or Are you going to be looking at housing? And it was actually really interesting, which I feel like I must be the only person with this view, is that nearly each person I've spoken to about personally or even hearing these people today talking about how, oh, you know, if you buy a house, then you're tied down there. What are you wanting to do? Because actually someone asked the question is, do you believe renting is dead money? It was so funny because it's like you're trying to be as impartial as possible and that this, the disclaimer at the beginning, this is advice, like pretty much take it as a grain of salt because this is only genuine, like, you know, very generic in nature. And I just find that really funny. It's like, haha, you even have to disclaim this. I know. Everything has a disclaimer. No one wants to take responsibility anymore. No, no one wants to be offended or... Cancel culture. We might be cancelled. Well, speaking of cancel culture, apparently Barbie is not active enough on social media. So they thought that was suspicious when she was posting more frequently than the usual, which is never. It is a bit suspicious, actually. Oh, That's hilarious. Anyway. I like how I've at least keep mine as consistent as possible that I don't have to deal with that. But then I'm also like spurts of I'm here. I'm not. I'm here. Uh, yeah, that's right. Keep it interesting. Yeah. Spice mm. that So, all right. Well, what do you think our key takeaways are for maybe finding your purpose through creativity or just finding your purpose in general? For me, I think my key takeaways that you've even grounded me to is that what my purpose is for not only for myself, but for other people is that what am I bringing to the table? So my purpose is to help other people be able to bring their visions to life in a creative way. So whether that's a digital identity or bringing to life uh, a garment they really want to wear. And then as well as the fact that you can find purpose not only for, you know, getting you up and out of bed to earn money, to pay the rent, but to also give you life again and, and make you excited. So excited to either, you know, it could be work that's giving you purpose to get up in the morning or you're getting up in the morning because you really love the fact that you're going to be meal prepping for the rest of the week. That could be giving people purpose as well. So I think it's it's really looking outside the box or taking taking a step back and looking down at the word purpose and not taking it so literal in that sense. I think you can find it anywhere, just how our main concept 
of, I guess, creative clinks or, or kind of what we started with is the fact that creativity is anywhere and everywhere. It can be a collating of data. It could be the way you problem solve, or it could be in a literal sense, like painting floristry or making something. What about for you, Barbie? Oh, well, I'm actually going to take some of your advice, Georgie. And I loved how you said that purpose could be for a day, a week, a month, a year. And maybe that's something for me personally that I can reflect on and not be so hard on myself when maybe something that I thought was a purpose. And now I'm like, oh, well, it's no longer my purpose. Well, it was at the time. So thank you for that. Um, And the other thing too, I'm probably going to say about finding your purpose is definitely getting out of your comfort zone. And that is so, so hard to do. But I firmly believe that the only way that we can grow is to definitely get out of our comfort zone. And maybe then that's where you might find that purpose for whatever amount of time. 100%. Or even just getting to know yourself better. Yeah, definitely. Because you don't even know half the time whether there is something different out there for you because you haven't even tried it because it's too uncomfortable to actually get out there and do it. And we're all guilty of that. My God, I've done that so many times. But what I probably am quite proud of over my years, I've tried so many different things that I've thought I've had an interest in. And yeah, exactly the same thing. They might have been great for a couple of years for me and they were quite purposeful. And now I, you know, that's not my purpose anymore. I found a new one. So yes. So wholesome. I love it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I think that's it for us today. And I hope that everyone has enjoyed listening and maybe got something out of just having this chat about finding your purpose and and doing something a little bit different. And we look forward to chatting to you next time. 100%. And do not at all be a stranger on our socials. We do have on Instagram at creativeclinks.podcast. No, I don't think there's a dot in it, actually. Oh, my God. Okay. That's really <laughs> embarrassing. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'll just check. I'll just check. Okay. Do we have any whole music at the moment? Do, 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 do. Oh, that's our old music. Do, 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 do. There is no dot in the podcast. Okay. Ignore Georgie. She doesn't know what she's talking about. <laughs> at Creative Clinks Podcast. Let us know. DM us. Slide into the comments. Let us know if you found any value or if you've got any particular interest in us talking about anything in particular. Yes. Or if you're creative yourself and you want to be interviewed oh my gosh we just we're open to everyone because we just love meeting new people 100% oh hang on wait I just contradicted that because I just said I hate networking (laughs) (laughs) networking on our terms baby that's right if you contact me then I'm happy to network oh god it's it's, anyway yes no anyway I digress and we both digress I love it we're gonna love subscribe give us a review oh wait and can I get a whoop whoop gosh too much energy for the day i think i've had too much coffee already but i think i'm definitely due for another for now we'll leave you with that and have a great week cheers